0: One of the greatest attributes of an emotionally intelligent leader is self-awareness. On today's show, we challenge you to take inventory of your leadership effectiveness in three areas, engagement, productivity, and vision.
1: This is the Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers.
0: Welcome back, everyone. This is another episode of Hanch's How-To's. These episodes are dedicated to highlighting the nuggets from Jeff's recent coaching calls and leadership roundtables. If you would like to have a question answered here on Hanch's How-To's, make sure you email us at jeff at jeffhancher.com. How how you doing Jeff
1: I am fantastic always good to be back for a hanchs how to's we uh oh yeah we actually were able to uh tighten up the gap between 8.0 and 9.0 yep uh, which is good well it's always good to be back in studio we're actually uh going zoom uh today actually we're going zoom in studio so yeah, that we yeah, can yeah. uh we can get audio we can get oh, video yeah. Uh, in the quest to uh, push out a YouTube channel. So more to come on that. YouTube channel
0: is uh, not far off for everyone. No, no, no. And talk about it inside. Look, you know, you're getting a Hanches How-To's plus you're seeing us do it. So That's this it. is only getting better and better, man. Hey, only maybe maybe better. someday we'll do like a live uh,
1: podcast I'm somehow, you know, do Absolutely. a Q&A and, you know, video Zoom or whatever it might be. But we'll think yeah. through that.
0: Yeah. Well, hey. Let's dive right into these. What do you have today?
1: Yes. Yeah, so for the Hanches How-Tos 9.0, the first one that I wanted to cover today is people support what they help to create. You know, I had this client recently that uh, was so frustrated because they were launching uh, a new strategy. Basically, what they were launching was a new comp plan uh, for their salespeople. And uh, I felt like the comp plan was great. Uh, after review, I thought it was... Well done, thought out. I thought it was a win for the sales representatives in the organization. But uh, to to my client's chagrin, it did not go over well. Mm. And as I started to dissect with her what went wrong, because it wasn't the plan. I thought the plan was done well. Here's where she went wrong. She didn't engage people early, didn't engage you know, key stakeholders early in the process of this change. And that's why I like this point of people support what they help to create. I don't care if you're bringing in the best change in the world, you're going to have naysayers. How to to help eliminate some of this is get people involved in the process and in the change. This principle, it's one of the greatest lessons that any leader can learn. Because if we want the commitment of our people at the point of implementation, what we need to do is involve them at the point of creation. Yeah. This is so so important. Now, there's pros and cons to this. I get it, but there's way more pros. This principle, it seems obvious to a lot of leaders when they hear it, but you have to really stop and think about whether or not you truly employ it. Am I am I doing this well? Do I do this? A lot of people think they're doing it, but they're not really intentional in making it a strategy. As a leader, when you roll out a new initiative, an idea, a procedure with your staff, what is your process for doing that? That's the question you really have to ask is, do you think you're doing it or is there an actual process? Do you have conversations with people who are going to be impacted by the changes that you're making? Do you ask for feedback Mm -hmm. on how the changes might play out or affect real world function, like when it's actually implemented and launched. And, and I've heard all the objections, name them. I've heard them all in regards to this. Uh, Jeff, that sounds like a great idea, but we don't have time. My people already have way more to do than time to do it. Uh, what, if, what if they suggest things that we can't do? Uh, if I give people the chance to comment, they may uh, find problems with what I want to do and yeah. how, how would I ever react to that? you know, when you ask for input about what they really want, they feel like they're a part of making it. Mm -hmm. And this, this is where you find employees becoming more invested into seeing the initiative succeed. Why? Because they had a seat at the table. Now I'm not saying bring in the masses, but I am saying bring in some thought tank type feel to this people that it's going to affect. Not to mention, bringing in perspectives outside of the leadership team is often going to bring light to some overlooked opportunities. I will tell you this, you don't have time not to do this. Being proactive on the front end, it saves you time, money, and headaches in the long run. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you're thinking through this and make sure you know that people support what they help to create. It's an absolute great leadership principle. One you should be thinking about the next time you're going to be making significant change.
0: Yeah, yeah. I to- I've been a part of a lot of different companies, and the ones where I felt like I was a part of the main core of what was happening, I've always given more. Always. Yeah. I mean, look,
1: you have that. You have that group of people too, Lem, and we've seen them where they're going to hate everything just because they weren't a part of the yeah. creation of it. Yep. And it doesn't matter how great it is. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm not saying pull people in that are, you know, toxic or whatever it might be. But if you have a representation of some level of this, not to mention they may bring thought and innovation to what was a good idea and make it great. They may bring things to the table that you weren't thinking about.
0: That's absolutely correct, man. I like it. I like it. Ownership definitely goes a long way. No doubt.
1: What do we have for number two? Number two, where you spend your time is where you're going to get your results. I like it. You know, this, this is one of those Mr. Obvious moments, right, that I have quite a bit on this show. But, <laughs> you know, these come up because I, I'm working with clients and I'm, work, I'm mentoring people and I'm in these leadership roundtables and this continues to come up. Productivity and time management is where I spend quite a bit of my time mm-hmm. helping other people. Most everyone is seeking to become more productive. Who, who doesn't want to be more productive, right? Right, right? Who doesn't want more time in the day? You know, going to bed tired and feeling like you didn't accomplish anything is absolutely maddening. Yeah, you is. know, you're exhausted, you're tired, you're doing everything that you know to do, and you feel like nothing happened. What, what you have to do is you have to take some time to think about the habits that you've formed, even unconsciously you'll see just how often you waste time. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm a big, big uh, proponent of time journaling. Th- this is where you really put the mirror up in front of you. And we have done entire podcasts on time management. But for the sake of time, what I will tell you, if this is you and y- you, you, we all know that where you spend your time is where you're going to get your results, well, why isn't that happening? Here's a few questions that you should be asking yourself if you're not getting closer to your goals. The first question is this What decisions can I stop making? We don't have to be control freaks as leaders. We don't have to have a pulse on everything in our business. Another question is What is today's single most important goal? Uh, Lem, you and I and and part of our team, we recently went through Eat That Frog, Mm -hmm. and this was the overwhelming theme of that book is, what's the most important thing that I need to do today? Do you know what that is as a leader, and what are you doing about it? Mm -hmm. How hard are you going after that thing, whatever it is, that is the most important single goal of the day? What hard thing are you not doing enough of? This is also a big one. We always gravitate towards the, the point of least resistance. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means doing the hard thing gets left to the side. However, we all know this, that sometimes doing the hard thing is the right thing. Right. And it's the thing that's going to give you the most productivity. Absolutely. Which, which brings about the next question. What easy thing are you doing too much of? What, what, what is that? I.e. social media, social media i.e. Uh, mm-hmm. posting your brand on TikTok. Give me a break, man. <laughs> you go in there to make a post, you know, it's like two hours later, yeah. you're watching two hours of people dancing and who knows what, right? Yep. The, the other thing to think about is what's your strategy? What is my strategy to make the needed changes in my life? Because once you identify where the problems are, if you're not intentional about changing the behaviors, you're gonna get more of the same. It goes back to the old saying that if you want things you've never had, you've got to do things you've never done. Mm-hmm. If you want productivity, doing the same thing is not going to work. Right. Identifying the problem also isn't going to work. Identifying is a great first step, but then there's got to be a strategy. Do you have the belief in yourself that you can do it? You got to believe that you can make incremental change to find productivity gaps in your day. So you've been asked the questions, Now you have to ask, how am I going to implement the answers? Mm -hmm. The faster you do it, the better. But also know that steady improvement over time is much more valuable than fast, huge changes that fall off later. The key here is to stay consistent. I always say that the person crawling will end up lapping the person on the couch. Don't feel like you have to make these vast productivity hacks and changes
0: right away Find little things that you can do and build from them. I like that. I like that. And man, time and productivity, they are like hand in hand. No doubt. You know, The more time we waste, the less productive we are and it'll creep up on us. A lot of times we don't notice what it is that we're wasting time doing. That's you it. Know? You look yeah. at the bottom line and you're like, man, why is this so bad? And it's, well, how was your time spent? That's exactly <laughs> it. And, and there's people that are lazy. Yeah. But then there are those that are
1: working hard and getting nothing done. Yeah, And those are the ones that are the most frustrated. Mm-hmm. And look, the reality, you've heard me say it before, there's 24 hours in a day. And what separates the good from the great is how we spend our time. Yep. The most successful people on the planet have the same thing in common with the least successful people. They are all given 24 hours. Yep. How we spend our time will separate the good from the great. I love it. I love it. What's number three? Number three, great leaders are doers of vision. Hmm. This is a a really, really big one. And everybody, if I were to ask to say, are you a leader that walks the talk? Everybody wants to say yes. But I think this is a point that we really got to constantly be self-aware of. Because, you know, not everybody is a doer. Some people are good creators of vision, but they're not good doers of vision. There are two practices that can poison leadership effectiveness, having vision without doing or doing without vision. Mm -hmm. They undermine the core meaning of leadership, both of these. You can't have one or the other. You've You've got to know what these two things mean and how they can cripple your effectiveness. This type of leader fails to capture loyalty and they will never capture effort. At best, they're going to get compliance. No one is willing to sweat in these purposeless activities if they truly believe that the leader isn't walking out what they're speaking. You're not going to get that level of engagement. You might get it from a peak performer at best because they're going to give you their best no matter what because that's who they are. But you're never going to capture the masses as it relates to effort if you're not a doer of, of your word. You're not a doer of the vision that you've created. So in thinking about this, here's some things to think about to get you on this track. And maybe you've done some of these as a leader. If you ask a coworker to do something, make sure that you'd be willing to do it yourself. If you're asking somebody on your team to do a task, have you already done it yourself? Would you be willing to do it? Mm -hmm. This is important. Sometimes you got to get your sleeves rolled up and get out there and do it with them. Now, you can't be in the fog of war because you're the leader. But every once in a while, you got to inject yourself into the front lines. The other thing is, if if you implement new rules, follow those rules Mm -hmm. just as closely as you expect everyone else to follow the rules, policy changes, whatever it might be, housekeeping rules. You know, if the new rule is no personal calls at work, then don't talk to your spouse at work yourself. You'll be seen as dishonest and that you're above the law and yeah. that the rules don't apply to you. You will lose all kind of credibility. If you criticize people for interrupting, but you're constantly doing it, you need to fix this. Yep. Yeah, sure. You want people to pay attention uh, to one another. You want them to listen. Demonstrate it yourself. If in an effort you want to, say, support work-life balance, you make a rule for everyone to leave the office at five o'clock, then you need to do it. If you stay late to get more work done, your team may feel guilty and they're going to start staying late too, which can destroy the entire purpose of what you were trying to accomplish. So the essence is this, believing in the vision, it's not enough. We have to be doing the vision. Leaders have got to be doing the vision. So you can't be a leader that creates vision alone. Yes, that's a big part of what you do, but you have to be a creator of vision and then you got to execute vision. Right. And the best way to do this as a leader is to walk it out.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. You got to, if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk that walk. No doubt know? about or it. Where people will see right through it. You know, it's interesting. I like that point because a lot of times, even though a leader might not be walking out the vision that they're saying is the vision, the one that they in turn start to walk out becomes the new vision. It's you know true. What I mean? It's So you're already in self-sabotage. No doubt. Might as well save your breath and not give vision at all because you're not going to do it. So let's just deviate and follow what you're doing. I like that.
1: It's true. I always say that uh, people see much better than they hear. Yep. You know, you can say one thing. You can say a lot of things, but action speaks loudly.
0: Exactly. And people
1: are watching what you do, your mannerisms, how you act, Mm -hmm.
0: your your body language. There's all kinds of things that impact being a doer of a vision. I love it, I love it. Well, there you have it, folks. That is another episode of Hanch's How To's in the books. What did we learn? Let's recap. We have one, people support what they create. Two, where you spend your time is where you will get your results. Don't forget that. And three, great leaders, not just leaders, great leaders are doers of the vision. Thank you. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. You know, I know that these are helping you on your leadership journey, and we are thrilled to be a part of that journey. I do want to make one brief announcement before we close. Jeff has been moderating a room every Saturday in the Clubhouse app. This room is filled with great thought leaders, and the discussion has been fantastic. Fantastic. Jeff has been spending time every Saturday taking real-world leadership questions in real time from folks just like you. So make sure, make sure you download that Clubhouse app and that you follow Jeff to join in the discussion. If you need an invitation to enter Clubhouse, email us, email us at jeff at jeffhancher.com. And until next Thursday, make sure that you never forget you all have been set up to be a champion in this life
1: the champion forum podcast with jeff hancher lead inspire win